Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo, what's up, friends? back we're back uh short week dan yeah i'm uh i still have a headache from the last episode yeah i'm still reeling from that one anyway welcome back to the uh the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts it's your number one source for all things craft beer related it's the internationally acclaimed cindy crawford approved podcast of hops over the internet high fives get out and friendship I am your host, the crispiest of boys, Tom. And I'm your other host, the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Play the music. It's Dan. All right. And we are. Come on, Dan. Don't let me down. All right. And we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Dan, hit the music. Nothing gets me hyped like Rowan Copper. Man. You remember live, right, Tom? Yeah. No, I remember live. What's wrong with the song? It's the hype song, man. Hype is not the word I would use to describe this. Come on, man. Pennsylvania right here. Yeah. York. Represent. York, Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're, uh... So this wasn't the song you sent me. Dan, it is not the uh, not the song I sent you, but uh, we'll give it we'll give it another go next week. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So that uh, that sucked. Um, but uh, you know, we'll try again. Anyway, we're the best best friends podcast in the world. Um, all right, guys. Remember, subscribe, rate, review. We'll tell you how about the podcast. Um, write a review. Win some beer. How about that? Nice and easy. What happened for February? Did we get any reviews? Nope. Um, we didn't get a single review. Not a single one. Beer. Nope. People don't want free beer, I guess. Sucks to suck. All you have to do is review our podcast on any major podcast platform. I think Apple's the only one that really accepts reviews. I haven't even checked Spotify reviews. Yeah, is there a review know. section for Spotify? I have no idea. Fuck if I know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we didn't get anything for February, and we were offering nope. everybody free beer for nope. that. Somebody won free beer in January. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Um <clears throat> yeah, if you like the if you like the podcast, tell your friends. All right. Um we are joined today um going back to our virtual roots here. Um so, so lonely up here. Yeah, and we're we're venturing outside of our our comfort zone here. We're we're Yeah, we've been doing the the PA breweries for quite yeah. a long time here. And uh we're going to we're venturing out to uh uh, to the Dirty Jersey, yeah, the Dirty Jersey, newer brewery in the uh, the South Jersey area, the Cherry Hill area. Um, Cherry Hill. <laughs> we're we're going to be joined tonight by James Griffin, the owner 
and operator and custodial engineer and I don't know everything but brewer at uh, at Mechanical Brewing in Cherry Hill. So James, thanks for coming on. Uh, how's it going, guys? It's it's going. It's certainly going. Um, Joe, we're, we're glad you found a nice, quiet spot in your brewery to uh, talk with us today. Make yeah. sure Leah does not open the door again. Uh, she was just in here a second ago, and now it smells like KFC in here, so we're good. Uh, nice. Got R.I.P. Potato Wedges. Why do you have to bring it up, Dan? Why do you have to? You live to hurt me. You just, you just live to I'm hurt so me. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry, Tom. All right. Um, so, yeah, we were – we had, like, a quick change of pace here because uh, just last week we were – I guess earlier this week, if you're on the live stream, um, we were live at Warwick Farm Brewing and we were, you know, Dan and I sitting next to each other with people across the table from us. And now we're all virtual across Look at that empty states. chair behind Tom. I know it's, it's so, so sad to, that that is usually where I am. Hold on. Let me, I, let me make it feel more at home. Uh, there we go. We'll put I feel like I need to get a cardboard cut out. I, I, yeah. Well, as you can hear, I have a, uh, a dirty, a dirty daycare disease going in my house right now. So it's just patient zero over there, man. You got an outbreak monkey. You do all this to, to avoid COVID. And then one of those little diaper wares brings home a, just a disgusting daycare disease. Ugh. Yeah. Filled with sniffles and a sore throat. Which is thus it's the worst. Either go big or go home. That's what I like Tom, to say. Tom, your cold's really bringing down the vibe here. I think and we gotta start getting into the beers. I think we do too. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna enjoy a couple of James's beers, and um, we're um, we're going we're going light and crispy on this one, Dan. It is a light and crispy. Yeah, um, both beers. This is, this is your wheelhouse, right? Here. Yeah, I mean, both beers are coming in sub six percent, so. Um, we shouldn't feel awful tomorrow. So, you know, that we got something to look forward to. All right. So uh, we're going to be doing, how, how did you say it, James? Leicht? Leicht. The, the uh, Leicht. Leicht. I think you have to scream it too because it's German. So. Leicht. Leicht. Yeah. Leicht beer. <laughs> it's, it's the happiest tone. Leicht beer. Happiest German tone. Yeah. Um, all right. It's me being really happy that we're drinking this. <laughs> Dan, tell us about uh, tell us about the beer we're about to drink. All right, so yeah, we are doing the light, the light, the light German style beer from Mechanical Brewery in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. This guy's clocking in, if I'm reading this correctly, at three point three percent alcohol by volume. That is, is correct. This is a this is a light light beer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is. A- Awesome beer for, for, for a light variety. Nice. Uh, overall impression from the BJCP for this beer is it's a pale, highly attenuated, light body German lager with lower alcohol and calories than a normal strength beer. Moderately bitter and noticeable malt and hop flavors. The beer is still interesting to drink. So I'm excited. This is a first for the podcast having this style. Yeah. So I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Griffin over there has got tasters, so Tom and I have to do our celebratory crack right now. Yeah, let's do a yeah. little. Let's do a little. Get to cracking here. Let's All do right. it. One, two, three. Oh yeah, nice cracks. 
I've been trying to get my mic further away from my laptop because it's just cracking me ears and it just sprays <laughs> directly over to this laptop. Oh, yeah. That'll happen. Sometimes it gets stained with uh, fruit juice, fruit gloop. Yeah, there is a, there is a little bit of smoothie salad on my keyboard. I don't want it to be there. But there. James, I'm going to come over there and hit that container with a hammer. There you go. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smash it until it's no more. Um, look, at, look at that, Tom. That is a, uh, that looks like a crispy boy. This is right down Tom's alley right yeah. now. I can see through, so it's not good. <laughs> Fucking losers. Actually, yeah, speaking of which, before we indulge in these beers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> about that. Actually, let's cheers first and we'll yeah. talk about it, guys. All right, boys. Sancha. Cheers, guys. Oh, look, he's got the mechanical taster and everything. That is a crispy boy. Yeah. And if you want to follow along with all these beers that we're going to be drinking on the podcast, you can follow us on Untapped, that virtual cesspool of craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> we are at Best Best Friends Pod. Again, guys, that's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. Oh, okay. Starting? Yeah. All right. James, nice. are you familiar with P-O-D? <laughs> P.O.D., yes. Yes, payable on death. Because <laughs> um, if you weren't familiar with them, you will be very familiar with them by the end of this episode. That and a bunch of lies, so we're good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, hopefully hopefully, there's no more live in this episode. But, man, this is uh, ex- almost exactly what I was expecting. This is like... Exactly right down... Yeah. Right on the nose with what we just described out of the BJCP. For a light beer, light, light, light beer. I'm just gonna keep saying it like that, just in like normal conversation. I'm like, yeah. So this light beer is a um, very uh, pale, highly attenuated, light-bodied German lager. I would say I'm very, uh, I'm very much enjoying this light beer. It's got a good amount of body for uh, for a light beer. Um. So James, does your do you do the recipes for the brewing, or do you leave that to your brewer? Yeah, I leave everything with our head brewer, Rick. He's been brewing for well over 20 years now, um, oh, Rick nice. Vickers. And uh, he, he's, he grew up with a lot of guys that have breweries here in Jersey, and uh, okay. he's very well known. And, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing here gives him a lot of the ability to still have his regular job and be able to brew here. So giving him pretty much free range to do stuff, I give him some pointers of what we're trying to really target for um, with our crowd here and one of the things is doing a lot of light style beers or low alcohol content mm-hmm. so that we can really cater to a lot of people, especially people that say they don't drink beer very often. Or um, they don't drink craft beer for that matter. Yeah. Too. Yep. So you'll find a lot of beers that we have are, are pretty low alcohol content, below 5%, but still enjoyable, have a lot of flavor to it. So this is a, uh, the best example of it, I'd say. I feel like that's kind of a trend with that I've seen at least with newer breweries. Um, it seems like th- uh, a lot of the newer breweries are not going with like the "Hey, I'm going to just put out a bunch of hazy IPAs." It's more so I'm going to um, put out a, kind of an eclectic menu that appeals to everybody, rather than sure. just trying to 
you know, make, make all your money up with, uh, the hazy boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to make all money, you just make nothing but IPAs all day and that's it. So, but it's not as fun. Right. It's, it's refreshing to see breweries like mechanical doing these classic styles too. And it's nice for us because, you know, we can dust off the old BJCP kind of go through the, uh, (laughs) all of the different style guides and, you know, you're hitting them on the nose, especially with the, I don't want to say it again. Liked beer. (laughs) I'm going to say it like the grandma from beer fest now. (laughs) That's exactly what I was picturing there. Some sausage flying around. What was her name? Was it like, Oh, great. Gam Gam. Gam Gam. Yeah. Gam Gam. So, uh, James, tell us about the brewery. Um, how, how long ago did you, did you open and how did you go, you know, what made you open up a brewery? Um, so the brewery, we were working on it for about three years. Uh, we finally did get our license from the ABC right around March, which was probably the worst time to ever get a license and uh, we weren't allowed to open. So uh, it's, it was something that was contemplated for a long time because I spent a lot of time at breweries. You know, it's a good place to take my kid and she can run around and nobody really cares at the same time you're enjoying different things. Like I'd always pick up sushi and McDonald's and go to a brewery and it's perfectly normal at that point. But I'm business owner, have other businesses, uh, for the last 16 years now and came across a building opportunity with a lot of different things that we do with um, charity events and different organizations. We're always holding different events and running out places and a brewery thing kind of made sense with Rick, you know, talking to him for a while about it and having the opportunity with a building that my buddy owned that had a lot of space in it and room to grow. So finally decided to do it took a couple of years to get through all of it. And then when the epidemic hit, that's when we got our license. And uh, then we sat back for a while, just waiting and hoping that we'd be able to open and decided finally around Thanksgiving this year, that that's kind of the best time to do it. Cause it's a good three day weekend to open for a grand opening instead of one day. So we can get more people in here at the limited capacity and everything. So been open since Thanksgiving now and things are kind of just rolling and we're seeing things start to, pick up as we go, as the, the rules are changing and, and regulations right now. So more people can come in and, and enjoy the beer we're making. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause it's like, uh, we've, we've talked to a couple breweries that have opened either right before or during the pandemic. And it's been a running theme for our show. Actually. Yeah. And it, it's surprising <laughs> because almost all of them, I mean, I would say all of them pretty much are finding success during the, you know, a time when you would think, you know, someone said I started a business during the pandemic. Oh, and it's a it's a beer business. You think like, well, how is that even sustainable? But you know, we had people on like uh like attic brewing. Um we had uh Warwick Farms open right before the pandemic. And then uh at another Jersey brewery, we had Dr. Brew Littles who opened up right before the pandemic. So um and everybody seems to be finding success doing it and I guess it's just a, I mean, a testament to the craft beer community being able to come out and, you know, support your local brewery. Yeah, I think it's uh, definitely been a big part of local communities now that people aren't able to go out everywhere. They're looking closer in their own towns and smaller community of things, supporting local business. And uh, 
you know, it, it's a good thing. You know, it's 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 good to see people help support and meet a lot of local people now that we're open and everyone was anticipating it as much as possible. And then, you know, just unfortunate time. But it is what it is. We'd make the best of it. And a couple months to a year from now, we'll be back to normal, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, I just, I miss going and just hanging out at a brewery and I think brewery owners also miss that too, Mm -hmm. because I mean, we've talked to owners and brewers about, you know, being open during the pandemic. And the one thing that, you know, they didn't see the whole can craze coming. They were all about just having that camaraderie in the brewery, you know, going and talking to customers, asking them how these beer, you know, how they're enjoying the beers. Do they have questions about the beers and just developing those relationships within the tasting room. And the whole pandemic has just kind of thrown that on its head and people have had to find different ways to interact with the craft beer community. Yeah. I think the, I think the theme that we've heard is like breweries want to make their business at the bar. They don't want to be making it out their back door, you know? So it seems like everybody, you know, while people are having success with canning beer and selling beer and everything, it's not the way that as, as you're running a brewery, it's not really the way you want to do it. Yeah. No, there's a lot of like personal connections with people. That's, that's really big. I, I spent this last weekend up here, I think for the first time in a couple of weeks and uh, I missed it. You know, it was great. I, I think I was here at 1030 in the morning. I didn't leave until, I think seven o'clock when I had another meeting to go to. And then I came back at 1130 at night when I was done with that. And it was just the day blew by and it was a great experience. I was talking to people the whole time and serving. And it was just like, man, I miss that. But I'm also uh, teaching kindergarten to my five-year-old most days at home. So <laughs> it's really hard for me to be up here. And uh, I can't just bring her up here with me to run around. So ah, just lock her in the office, turn on the Zoom meeting and just leave. Uh, they're very sneaky at that age. So they, <laughs> just, they get right out. Just they find just, bli- they find Blippy. They're just like, ah, screw this. I'm watching Blippy. I was gonna say, just treat treat her how Leah treated you. Throw her in the office. Throw a bag of KFC in there. Say, have at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it's a big bag of candy, and you'll, you'll be fine. Uh, she's, she's not like, gonna Dad, run through the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, 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 Dan and I went to. Together we went to Stickman. Uh, what was that? A couple weeks ago. Oh, was this uh, after we uh, after we got laid off from our part time job? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dan and I went to visit uh, Stickman Brewing, and uh, we it was it was kind of a it was a sad thing because we couldn't sit at the bar. You know, we had to we had yeah. to sit at a table, and it just. I don't know, man. It, it was it just, it feels like, it feels like a, like a, like a school cafeteria when you go to a brewery now, everybody's like in their little pods and it's just like this one like server going around with a mask, just like taking orders or you have to scan a menu to order. And, and I miss, yeah, I miss saddling up to a bar and talking to whoever's tending. And sometimes it's the owner. Sometimes it's the brewer too. So you get a lot of knowledge and I definitely miss that. Yeah. It was, it's not like a, I I don't know. There's something like, there's something special about like sitting at the bar and enjoying a beer, like being able to like talk to the brewer or the owner and 
Um, yeah. You know, talk about what beers are on tap and, you know, what which you should try and what's like their favorite. I don't know. It's just something about that. It's just it's it's so missed, you know. Yeah, 100% agree. I was like, I was perfectly fine with the whole epidemic and the rules staying at home. And then when they finally said that nobody can go to bars and sit at the bar and you can't go out after 10 p.m., that's when it really got personal because that's generally when I'm done working. And what I do after 10 p.m. is go sit somewhere at a bar, brewery, whatever, and finally relax for the day. And Yeah, that unwind. I, I miss you know, being working from home too. It's just like, even just driving home from the office was like my decompression. Now it's just like, I have to, I, I walk up the stairs and I'm home and I didn't get that moment of just, ah, oh, I could sit in my car, listen to a podcast and maybe stop at a brewery on the way home, you know, enjoy a beer before I get home. And yeah, I mean, with the pandemic, it, it's changed a lot of avenues for craft beer, but craft beer has definitely adapted and has become like a different, a different kind of monster, a good, a good one, but just like yeah. a different, different vehicle. So we do have a, uh, on our Twitch streams, we, we like to have, uh, an interaction Ryan. with our chat. <laughs> we like to have an interaction with our chat and, uh, Ryan from, uh, Warwick farm brewing, uh, asked, uh, what your favorite style to brew is James. Well, I mean, I'm a big IPA person. I definitely enjoy, working with different chemistry of things to make it work. Um, it, it, it's, it's not your normal kind of stuff that you would really get anywhere. So if I'm brewing with Rick doing stuff, I'm going to make something that's really not going to taste like it should, but that doesn't mean it's going to taste bad. You know, it, it's, I'm more of a, a chemistry science person. I'm going to look at what co- cuts through the bitterness of the hops and what I can add to it to, get a certain, you know, palette of flavor coming through. Um, it, it just, it's a very strange way that I do it. It doesn't really come out right when I explain it, but <laughs> you know, it's it just uh, people buy purees and add it where I work differently than that. I'll take something and extract the oils more than you would get from a puree to add it. So very, cool. very, 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 specific when it comes to different things that could be added into it. So. Hmm. Nice. So um, elaborate, I guess on like the IPA, is it more like, are you into like the American West coast IPAs or is it like, are you rocking out on the hazy boys? Uh, Not not so much the hazy because that's uh, basically anything happening in the West coast is about three years ahead of the East coast. So (laughs) I travel a lot. We hear that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever's going on on the West Coast is what I like to be on top of and and stick with, and it's it'll be here soon. So that's more my style. And then secondly, you know, American IPA, more of that style as well. You know what's that? There's a style from the West Coast that I don't. I feel like didn't really take off here, and that was the Brute IPA. Oh my god, that's my favorite. That's your favorite? Uh, I I think that's my least favorite IPA. Yeah, I was, as an American and West Coast IPA fan, and like, you know, I enjoyed the hazies. The Brut, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I just couldn't enjoy it. I don't know. I'm just not a champagne person either, so that's probably why. There's a a lot with the brew hop, and I've been talking with Rick about bringing back something that Stone used to do, and they don't do it anymore, is they had a best after date Brut series where the longer you kept it, the better the flavor was. And, and wow. it was just, 
They had some sour IPAs that if you kept them for about five or six years were really amazing. And I think they stopped in like 2016 or something. So oh, okay. it's, it's definitely something I miss because I know I'd always buy up a couple bottles and throw them in the back of something where I'd forget about them and then find them years later. Uh, yeah. I just, for some reason, I just, I, it was, I guess, it was, you know, preference. I just never, I never enjoyed them. And, but to be honest, I've never enjoyed a West one from the actual West coast. It was a lot of companies out here trying to do it. So, you know, I wouldn't take what I have to say about them with any sort of like backing until yeah. I tried like an actual West coast one. I've only tried ones that were made on the East coast. So the one that I tried, the first one I tried was from Anderson Valley. Um, and it just, it didn't, didn't hit for me. Just wasn't really my style. Um, but I'm, I'm also not a huge IPA person. Like I like West coast and like Dan, like I'll do like a regular, like I'll, I'll rock with a pale ale, but I mean, as far as IPAs go, I'm, I mean, I, I like a bitter IPA. I'd take bitter over juicy any day. You know? Yeah. I like to taste my hops. Um, so back to the, the like, liked, liked beer. Um, say it right. <laughs> say liked, it correctly. Liked, liked beer. Um, <laughs> so what was the, what was the thought process behind putting out a, um, a light, a German style light beer? Uh, so it was basically the most basic beer you can make to really show flavor come through on such a basic beer. Um, something that people are going to say, wow, it's really light and be upset about it, but it is the name, you know, that is what it is. It's something that you can drink six of them and then go play soccer or something. You know, it's your guy that drinks Coors Light, Miller and Bud and doesn't drink craft beer. They'll come in here and drink 18 of them and be fine. You know, it's uh, it's just something for everyone. But it really shows, I think, how well Rick can brew beer with something so simple that has so much flavor. Um, It's, I think, more difficult to do that than a lot of the other stuff that that's in between there and, you know, a stout or something. So, yeah, I agree. The flavor on this is. I mean, for how light it is, the flavor really cuts through on this. This is a beautifully balanced beer, um, especially the flavor factor on it. I was going through uh, the BJCP, just kind of going through like what kind of flavor, kind of characteristics, like, you know, getting that floral quality to it. I'm definitely getting that. Um, nice nice you know, touch a nice of citrus dry, in dry there. finish. Yeah, there's a, a, I feel like there's a nice touch of citrus, almost like a lemon juice flavor to it. Um, that's what I'm getting on my palate. Um, but I, I think there is something to be said about brewing a light beer and still making it taste like a craft beer. You know, Agreed. it's, you can tell that it's not just, I'm not just pouring out a Miller light into this can or into this glass. Um, so we had another question come in from chat. Um, craft beer lover, 1978 asked, uh, what's the meaning behind, uh, the name of your brewery, uh, mechanical brewery. <laughs> So Mechanical Brewery uh, has to do a lot with my background of myself and as well as um, my grandfather who owned a machine shop here in uh, Philadelphia. And uh, a lot of the stuff in this place is all built, like I said, for me. Um, There's a lot of tooling and machining done with everything. There's everything has to do with machines, basically. All the names are machine related, everything is uh 
goes along those lines. I mean, but one of my my other business is an automotive business, and we're trying to stay away from referencing that with mechanical stuff. But it's um, yeah, but yeah, the the name comes back from the background, which you'll see with our our Baltic Porter is uh, the Skull Beer, which is named after my grandfather's last name was Skull. Okay. And then there's oh, a cool. lot of lot of his tools in this place from his machine shop. A lot of references to all that, and uh, you know essentially it all stems from that but everything we're doing here is is built like from scratch like i said tap handles tap towers built from scratch there's motors that spin in it uh the the walking cool in the back we built from scratch and just it's i know we can buy things but i'm the kind of guy that likes to rip apart and make it myself so i think uh in the next few years we'll see a lot more things that i'm going to be piecing together and making happen and just you have to shave the beard and just go with the mustache now, Ron Swanson. You're like the Ron Swan- you are essentially the Ron Swanson of craft beer over there. Just look the part, man. Just keep the yeah. mustache. Just just go full Ron Swanson. Always come in with like a tool belt on and just like a measuring tape. Like you're just working on something every time. But yeah, well, I, well, once I start uh, making chairs for the place, that's when I'll do it. There you uh, go. Yeah, get in the get in the making chairs. Your um your label I can appreciate this too uh, because of the mechanical you have mm-hmm. the gears kind of round, rounding the bottom of the hop and I'm like looking at it from behind uh you know behind you right there I see it on the can it's um it's cool uh, I think it's a cool kind of uh, I guess style and kind of goes with the name so yeah. I'm so a, I'm a label chopper so I like oh that. yeah <laughs> so uh, Zeppi asked uh, on chat uh, he's asked so what's your what's your favorite style to drink. Oh, man, I, I, I really like drinking variety. So any style, I'm more likely going to order something that I haven't tried before anywhere I go. You know, it's, okay. it's not just, if you, if you had a desert Island style, like you're, you're des- de- desert Island, the lights, man, that's, that's the way to go right there. You all can right. drink it all day long as much as you want. No headache, no, uh, no effect of like, I can't drink this anymore. That'd be the best way to go right there. Yeah. I don't know if I could. I guess a little hint to our next beer. I don't know if I can do a Baltic Porter on a desert island. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, if you listen to our last episode, that's that's kind of my style, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> drinking an this imperial be, stout this on guy the would beach be on a desert island with like a stout on the beach, just crowler of stout, <laughs> just bloated next to a, bo- a volleyball with a face on it and everything, just slowly caramelizing. <laughs> um, like Kramer from Seinfeld when he's doing the butter tan. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> looks like a turkey. Stick a fork at me, Jerry. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, did you? Uh, so, did you uh, build the uh, your little outside area? Did you guys build that tent area? Yeah, essentially, in a way. I mean, table stuff in there. Cut up a bunch of like old wire spools we got and piece that all together. Um, you didn't, did you build the actual structure? No, no, that we, uh, with the township and everything, they, they didn't really like that idea. So (laughs) (laughs) we're, we're still going through it right now. And it's been since November that we've had it up with permits and everything that we just keep submitting and going back and forth. And as long as we keep turning things in every week or so, we just keep going and they keep telling us we need something else and you know, whatever is what it is. So. Got to kind of roll with the punches, I guess, when it comes to that. <laughs> Easier not to argue. Just, just do whatever, and then <laughs> whatever yeah. keeps, yeah, whatever keeps the uh, keeps it going. But um, 
I don't know, Tom. Are you uh, are you done? The, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm tapped out on that. Uh, tapped out on the leg beer. Yeah, are we going to the next one. Um, let's let's talk a little bit, and uh, and then we can uh, we can move forward with that. Um, I'm trying to bring up. Fine. Um, I'm trying to bring up a picture of your uh, your bar, um, because it is. I mean, if you haven't been to a mechanical brewery, it like the bar is really awesome. And I think I don't know what's what what's it called uh, that your where your taps are. So the tap tower, yeah, that yeah, that uh, probably all the updated pictures on Instagram and Facebook for that. Yeah, and then the website should have them underneath the uh, gallery. They're uh, they are not under the gallery. Yeah, I'm um, looking at it right now. <laughs> under the gallery? No, it's not under there right now. All right, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up on your Instagram. But uh, <clears throat> so you you built the uh the the tap tower from uh, the ground up? Yeah, yeah, I built designed everything. Actually, last weekend I hung up the actual designs that I hand drew while I was here one night and put them up in a, a frame somewhere. I forget where we put them, but they're here to show what was in my head before I actually created it. And then I actually built three of these things and only one of them's installed right now. So there'll be a second one installed shortly. So we'll have 16 taps here for them. Oh, and nice. then the third one's at my house, which it's not actually installed as a tap. It's installed at my house so that I can modify and do whatever to a whole entire side and rebuild there and bring the pieces here just to swap out. So oh, cool. we're, we're always going to be changing things up, you know, especially how it looks, the front of it, the gears that move or, or what lights up or what happens in it itself. And, uh, just uh, keep it, you keep, keep saying it this. I'm really excited to see like what this looks like since I, I wasn't the one who got the beard today. I didn't get a chance to see this, uh, this masterwork in progress. Yeah. I'm bringing it up and here we go. Let me see. Uh, let me, bring this in here and uh, I'll bring it in uh, and Dan ask some questions while I'm being very silent and trying to figure this out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I guess we'll go through some of the, uh, some of the preset questions that we've got here while we're getting that set up. Um, already went through everything about, you know, how you guys started and, you know, what your mission statement is. Uh, do you guys have anything coming up with like, in terms of like collaborations with other breweries or anything like exciting coming up, like with regards to like new releases? Um, we just had three releases this past week. It just came out. I know we had a new sour, our, uh, lager, I think was two weeks ago. Um, we have a whole tour series that we're doing of our light hazy pale ale. Uh, we're going to keep changing that up every time we brew it with different hops. Oh, cool. Uh, I know we, uh, brew earlier today, we were brewing uh, another IPA to come out and, um, it's just, there's going to be a lot of different variety that you don't normally see. Um, especially with Goza beers, uh, that you can get a lot of different varieties starting with a Goza in so many different ways, but nothing too overpowering. And it, it's interesting to see that if we didn't need IPAs on tap, that we probably wouldn't <laughs> just, just because you can get s such a great variety of different styles. And I know I was talking to Rick about doing, um, getting a Freuder 
barrel in here recently too, just because I enjoy drinking those. And nice. Uh, probably in the next year we'll have one and we'll start doing that. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so I did bring up the uh, the picture of the uh, the tap tower here, and uh, man, it's it's super cool. It's super unique. So this um, is all like handmade. You made this at your home, brought it to the uh, to brought it to the brewery. Yep. I remember yep. seeing this on on uh, on Swanson. I think I remember seeing this on Leah's uh, Instagram, and uh, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. I wonder where they had that made. And now we know it's, uh, you made it yourself. So are you, you, and you made all the tap handles too? Yep. All the tap handles I make, um, the, essentially every single part of it. It's, it's down to the very, very basics, starting with wood, making the whole process. And even the tap handles, like I always look at things in different ways and have to dissect it. How can I make it better, easier? So the tap handles, we make all the, emblems that we have on on them are all magnetic so we never change tab handles we just pop them off and pop a new one on Uh, that's really cool um Um, that's unique and then how is the uh how is the the emblem on the front lit uh there's led lights that go around each section of it and that whole tab tower is wired with 12 volts that runs down um so the gears there's motors in there that are enclosed that run inside of there. I use motors out of like a RC car, basically uh, low voltage, put a little potentiometer regulator on the voltage of it to slow down the speed of it. But I'm working on doing a couple programs for it to where it'll light up at certain times of the day, like every hour, like a grandfather clock does with certain speeds, change the direction of it. So it's all wired <laughs> to do it already. I, I just got to finish the programming part of it. That's really but, awesome. No wonder you don't want to do any of the brewing for this, uh, <laughs> for, for this brewery It's like with everything else you're doing. I'm like, how would you even find time? Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that you, you, know. have, you have that kind of personality that you would like dive head first into, uh, brewing. And that's like, kind of, you're like that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, you have like that kind of like obsessive personality where it's like, all right, if I'm doing this, I'm going to do it hundred percent and that would consume yeah. you. Right. Yep. Yep. Question everything, the whole process along the way and yeah. see if I can improve on it and, and change it up. Yeah. It's just, it's not about doing it halfway, you know, you got to do it all the way. All right. And, uh, and we had another question. Uh, do you have cans or growlers available to go? We do have tons and tons of 32 ounce growlers ready, you know, to get filled to go. We have cans as well. We can everything in 16 ounce cans. So variety, mix packs, singles, whatever you want. Um, we can generally Thursdays, Fridays, and what we have for the weekend is what we have for the weekend. We have time. We'll can a little bit more, but it's generally how it goes. So Thursdays are the best day to pick up cans for sure. Can, can confirm. Um, fresh, fresh off the line. Yeah. So yep. if you're, if you're following along with stream uh, and seeing, uh, you know, the, the pictures that I'm throwing up, Ryan or uh, sorry, Ryan James really, really likes, uh, green LEDs. <laughs> I saw. No, I, I, have that I hate one. the color. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, so you're not you're not about the color. It's <laughs> oh god, no, no, it, it's not my. Are you sure? Color. Because we're look we're looking at your van now, and you seem to yeah. really love the color. It goes with the logo. I mean, if I didn't do yeah. a green hop, everyone would be questioning why it's not green. So does your does your beer van live a quarter mile at a time? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. You went from the Ron Swanson of craft beer to like the Dominic Toretto. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the OA, that thing's got a canopy on the side that comes out. It's got, you know, the roof baskets on it. It's, it's ready to go for a safari uh, ride. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Safari ride or you're racing for pinks, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah whatever you choose. <laughs> um, all right, Dan, you ready to crack into this Baltic Porter? Yeah. I'm salivating for this one. Let's, uh, let's get this one going. All right. So we're going to move on to the, the skull beer Baltic Porter. Um, this came recommended from uh, pretty much everyone we know that is associated with. Yeah. Mechanical Crafty brewery. Tats is saying it's fire. Uh, Crafty Tats also wants to say hi pork to Leah. So hi pork. There you go. Hi. <laughs> is she just like is she just on Wait. the floor eating KFC? Oh, I just assumed that she was standing next to she was just standing next to James. She just God, I was not quite tall was, enough. I was hoping there was like a, like a ten piece next to her. <laughs> All right, Dan, you ready to crack this thing? Yeah, let's go, buddy. All right, one, two, three. Oh, good, good unison. Good one. Good. Oh. Wow. Great. Great. Uh, great scent right on the nose. Great aromas. This is kind of a nostalgic style for uh, Tom and I. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, a, this is a classic craft beer style from our craft beer infancy. Yeah. This is like an OG style for us. So, what was it? It was, uh, was it, uh, Baltic thunder? Baltic I think thunder from, uh, is that Trogues or Victor Trogues? Baltic thunder, right? Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that was one of the, uh, the first local ones for us. Um, all right, Dan, yeah, I'm really excited for this one here. Uh, so I'll give yeah. you a cheers here. Louis, Slancha. Bring it up there. Cheers, buddy. Mm. that's great and i did uh pull up the bjcp for this one here overall impression for a baltic porter is the baltic porter often has the malt flavors reminiscent of an english porter and the restrained roast of a schwartz beer definitely getting that (laughs) yeah um but with a higher og and alcohol content than either so very complex with multi-layered malt and dark fruit flavors yeah, definitely nailing that. Um, that Schwartz beer style. Yeah, I expect that. Like, um, we've talked about it a bunch with like that dark style with the roasted malt and um, getting that like um, raisiny um, esters. Yeah, raisiny esters to it. Um, I'm definitely getting that coming through on this. Um, it is. It's a, li- a little more like on the. I don't know if it's just my glass or the lighting, but it's getting like it's kind of has like a red tint to it. Not so much like. I mean, it's definitely brown, but it's more like a little bit more red than I'm used to seeing. And it could be my lighting. Yeah, because it's changing. Yeah. So don't listen to me. I don't know. What the fuck <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah, it was my lighting. The, like the overall flavor. Um, so there's a rich malty sweetness. So definitely getting that. The dried fruit esters that you pointed out, Tom, um, is right in the BJCP. So, you know, hitting that on the nose. Yeah, definitely like a, a, like a real faint, like raisin prune type flavor to it. 
Yeah. And one thing they talk about is it just, it disappears quickly to, you know, the overall kind of, um, I guess the, the kind of maltiness. So like you get a lot of that sweetness up front that disappears into the malt characteristics. The yeah, and there's, uh, I mean, it, it's not, not a ton of body. God, did Leah open that damn door again? <laughs> Stop opening the door. <laughs> Leah's just systematically trying to ruin the, pod, the podcast. <laughs> She's just yeah. upset that we didn't ask her to be on the podcast. <laughs> I told her to join in on this. You know? <laughs> Do you know how many times we've had somebody on the podcast where Leah was nearby and we're like, oh, join in. She's like, yeah, no, no, I'll just stay in the background. You're welcome. You're welcome for all of your podcast people. <laughs> I'll just eat. I'll just eat my fried chicken on the floor. Um, yeah, this is. Um, I mean, it's not super heavy. Um, it's not. It's not like a a crazy body to it. Um, it's nice. It's low ABV. Um, it's nice to like going back to kind of what Dan was talking about, like the Schwartz beer or like the, the, um, like, like a Marzen or something, you know, like something a little bit lighter, um, that you can, you know, still roasty, but you can knock back a few of these and not feel horrible the next day. Should I have said it with a more German accent? Did I, did I miss, (laughs) did I, did I miss the opportunity to go? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we had, I, I, I had it ingrained into me because we had James from, uh, from Levante, just getting that into my skull. Schwarzbier. Every time I was like Schwarzbier, he's like Schwarzbier. Like, all right, thanks, man. Uh, you say Schwartz, I say tomato. Yeah, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> all right, so, um, is there James for you? Is there like a a brewery that's an inspiration for you to get started in? in the, the brewing world? Uh, I mean, I, I do travel a lot, so there's a lot of different breweries that I go and see and, and a lot of different stories I hear from a lot of places, um, uh, down in like Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, I have family down there cause I grew up close to North Carolina and, uh, there's a brewery owned by a couple military guys down there that, you know, they opened up, imported some stuff from China, like, what they could do they opened behind a gas station and a pole barn oh, wow. but some of the beer they were putting out was just absolutely amazing their coffee stout was one of the best stouts i've ever had and uh seeing them over the last like seven years or so go from behind a gas station to rebuilding their own facility somewhere else which is now like a community center hmm. and has like three lunch trucks out there a whole farmer's market in their you know on their business land now it's great to see that um intrinsic uh in dallas texas is another one a young couple they started a brewery out there and really amazing stuff they come out with like you know they have a sangria beer and a red wine and white wine beer and you'd think it's going to taste really weird but it doesn't and they pull it off. So that was it, my first impression when you said that too. I was like, ah, oh, sangria bear. That's yeah. It just seems strange. And you got it. I'm the kind of guy I got to try everything, but there's solid regular beers that they have as well. And they, and they, you know, there's a lot of different places throughout my travels in Colorado and out in Arizona area in Texas and down South. It's just, you almost see the same story 
if you visit about 30 of them, you're going to hit that same story of somebody that started with what they could and turned it into something amazing. And uh, I think the biggest thing with all of them is they stick to what is best is, is the beer is what they make. And that's what it is and makes them succeed like that. And I think you guys are very fortunate to get the two, I think best beers to really show the, the range of what, is capable out of this place. Um, you know, the Porter, I, I, I'd say I was very surprised that I think it's the number one beer we have here. It sells almost more than our IPAs. It's, That's it's awesome. pretty impressive. So a lot of people love it and it really shows that uh, the kind of effort Rick really puts into brewing this beer. And I, I've watched him do it and it's makes me scratch my head. Some of the stuff he does, but I think he's been doing this for, for so long that he's perfected it. And uh, the different varieties that he's coming out with are amazing. And people come here just because they know he's making a new version of it or something. So that's cool. And I think it's it's nice to hear about like breweries outside of, I guess, the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, because I feel like we're spoiled with how many breweries we just have around us that we never get to hear about, like these breweries in Texas, like you mentioned, and like breweries in these other areas be just just because we're just so saturated with what we are exposed to in our immediate area. And there's, um, and I, I don't know if it's just like a coincidence or it's just the area, but you know, a lot of what you're talking about is it's, it's so similar to when we talk to, uh, Jack over at Dr. Brew Littles, you know, it's mm-hmm. talking about how, uh, he has styles that are not commonly, not common of like uh, ha- having people uh, ask for them, you know, and be customer favorites. <clears throat> um, you know, it's usually you hear either lager or hazy IPA. And those are like the two styles that people go for. And it's, it's I mean, it's interesting to hear that like uh, the Baltic Porter is, you know, a fan favorite over at yours. And then like uh, Jack's at the time that we were talking to him, the Oktoberfest was, his, you know, customer favorite. So it's like, and, and he, you know, he was saying that he gets people that ask for hazy IPAs, but it's, it's few and far between um, yeah. because they're not, they're along the same lines of you as they're not brewing, you know, a ton of hazy IPAs. It's, they have a, a wide menu. Uh, it's like style. Northeast Philadelphia and all those cream ales. It's, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> obsessed with cream ale out there. And we were just taken aback by it just because in our area, you know, cream ale is not as prevalent, you know, I mean, Tom and I are a little bit further into Pennsylvania, you know, huge Pennsylvania Dutch population, you know, lager, lager dominates, German styles dominate out here, but you know, you start getting closer to the Northeast, it's, you know, these cream ales are just so much more prevalent and it's just surprising to see like these little niche groups yeah. and then hearing a Baltic Porter's a number one selling beer at your brewery. Like I, it, it, I feel like that. I would never even think that. Yeah. No, and every time I run the reports and run the numbers, it's I'm still questioning it. And it's just that's a really <laughs> good thing to show. I mean, but I see people come in, they come in for two or three of them and the whole table has them. You know, it's not just that's one awesome. person. So and, uh, you know, Jack at uh, Brew Little's up good buddies with him. You know, we've connected a lot recently and uh, he had a, a black IPA over there recently. And it was like that's something you never see anywhere. And right. It's it's amazing to see these styles and you know i ha- i have to throw tomewood in there too because those guys stick to a lot of the traditional ways of making beers 
And I, I like a lot of what they do, but they also cater to a lot of the distributing and mass production of stuff as well. But they have to in order to, you know, support what they want to do. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's like, you know, if you have an endless pocket, you can make just what you want and that's it. But if you need to pay bills, you got to do yeah. both. I, so. IPAs keep the lights on. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it was it was nice to hear when I asked when I was talking to Leah and asking her what, you know, what beers we should have on the podcast. And she said that, you know, well, first the Baltic Porter and then, uh, you know, she gave out suggestions. And the first suggestion she gave was the the German light beer. She was like, oh, those are her two customer favorites. And I was like, that's crazy because <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the last podcast we had that we didn't have a hazy or any kind of IPA on, you know, it's just the, the way that the, I guess the, the business goes, it's most people, you have to have some kind of IPA on. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of times in my travels too, I've seen, um, you know, a lot of places will have a 20 or more beers on tap. And it'll be two or three IPAs and that's it. And they have mass produced amounts of them. And they just, that's all they use is those tanks just for that. But everything else is smaller batches that they're making variety of. And people, I think, pick up on it, especially West Coast, Midwest, everything. It's it's not the same as here, like you said. The, the cream ales, I've been drinking those for years. And uh, it was um, Mother Earth makes a Cali cream in that out okay. in California that I absolutely love. It's like a cream soda that doesn't taste flat. So it's, it's really good. <laughs> that's but pretty cool. That's been out for a long time. And you know, it, it's what, again, it's one of those things, a tradition that works West coast, East coast. So the hazy thing is going to kick away eventually. And it's going to be whatever, you know, is the next popular. James keeps saying in my travels and I just imagine him like running across the country, like Forrest Gump at the end of the movie <laughs> with like that beard and everything. He's like, I had the cream out. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have like conventions I got to go to for a day here and there. <laughs> so I plan a three or four day trip so I can just drive around and go to breweries for like a day or two. It, it's you can do it and not have to have a plan. You know, it's, it's for business. Anything else you try to do, you need plans. So right. it's a it's it's for business. It's uh it's research. And yes, it's research. business expense come tax time. You know? yeah. Yeah. Save those receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan, the CPA. Yeah. Just, just writing off those six cream ales you had at that. <laughs> it's research, market research. So Dan, um, do you want to ask him, uh, your, your, your new, I guess I, we'll, we'll call it your new segment of the podcast. Oh, my new segment. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a, a segment I took from, uh, I, I literally stole from like the skateboard community because they always do your favorite skaters, favorite skater kind of thing. Um, so for me, I always like to ask brewers and owners, like, you know, what is your, who's your favorite brewer? Like if you were to pick somebody like, and I know like, you know, a ton of brewers too, and I, I don't want to put you in a position to choose, but if there was somebody where, you know, he's your favorite brewer and you want to talk about it, I mean, go ahead. I mean, can I pick my, my brewer here? You know, <laughs> sure. I mean, we can I, definitely I, talk about it too. I, I mean, mean, if he's, I've known him for years and, and, and I've had his beer for years and I was more shocked when I started watching him closer brew here at the things that he did and how particular he was about things that 
almost drove me insane to the point where I'm just like, why, why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense. What's going like, but he has his ways and, and he knows how to really pull f- certain flavors out of things. And, and, uh, it's more interesting because I've actually got to watch the entire process. Usually if you see a brewer, talk to them, they have a lot of great stories. There's a lot of great things, but you don't see that whole process they have. And, and my questioning him is I know he's doing things that are going to take a lot longer and they're done that way for a reason. You know, it's not quick brew, get it done. This is what it is. It's the flavor's got to be exact and it's just constant testing and constant going back and tweaking it a little bit here and there. So it's a detail. It's amazed me to see it that closely over that period of time. Um, You know, it's uh, other brewers. It's hard to really pick for that because a lot of them aren't local around here. So, yeah, I mean, and just to kind of go back to Rick here, you said he has quite the resume in Jersey. Like what are some of the other brewers where or breweries that he's worked in? Like, you know, what, you know, where's he coming from? So he, um, so he started out with the whole group of, uh, I forget the, the name of the group right now that everyone was in. Uh, but Jay from like third state grew up with him. They are all brewing in their driveways together. The guys at Lunacy were brewing with them back in the day. So they are all part of that, uh, organization that started, I forget that, that the name just not hit me right now of what it was. Bar- uh, Bar- Barley legal. He was, they, he, he was one of the, the guys that, you know, back in the day, best name legal. ever. So, <laughs> But those guys all have breweries now and, and they've all known him for years. And, and it's just I think he was unable to do what everyone else is able to do because he didn't have the financial backing or the ability to quit his job, um, which he still hasn't done. But our whole business model is not to be distributing, not to be doing, you know, where we need somebody brewing every single day. You know, we're, we're looking at a two day brew schedule a week. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You want to put your beer out the front of the house, not the back of the house. Yep. Yep. And we have a lot of space here in the building we're in. There's there's mortgage and real estate classes at night here. There's 20 other offices in this building. There's six other businesses here. So it's a lot of stuff happening in our own building as it is. It's just, you know, the, it's it's a great location for what it is. And we're right off the highway. So you don't have to deal with traffic if you hop off the highway or the first turn. So yeah, easy to get yeah, to. Yeah. And, if anyone's wondering, they're right off of they're like right in between the turnpike and 295. It's just, you can't yep. n- miss them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't not get to them. I was driving. Location is important, especially like nowadays with people just picking up your too. Like yeah. you want people obviously to get to your brewery easily, you know, now, and now everything's, you know, loosening up, they can hang at the brewery, but you know, during also like pandemic and all this things going on, people just want to pick up beer and just convenience is a huge factor with that. Um, so, uh, we had another question come in. Uh, do you have any membership programs at the brewery or do you have any plans to go into that? Yeah. So we do right now. Um, you mentioned the uh, logo that I have, which is the hop with the gear going around the bottom and everything. So we, ha- we have a flight crew membership that everyone can do here. And the, the best part about the flight crew membership, other than the perks and what you get with it, a bunch of merchandise, you know, we're, we're doing tweaking our discount system. So it works for everyone where you, 
you know, to, with all the laws and the coordination with all that stuff. But the best part about it is you get to build your own logo with all the pieces we have here. It's kind of like a Lego kit. My uh, five-year-old came up with this when I was building the tap towers and I made all those little pieces and she just kept making them into different designs, different colors, and was having a blast for like days doing this. So I made an adult size kit of it. You get to create a logo. You can put it up on the wall here and sign it. And it goes up on our uh, back wall behind the bar hmm. and they fit into our uh, tech pack, uh, four pack holders and everything. So are, are you saying I can play with Legos? At your yes. It, it's basically like Legos, except it's, you know, building our logo with, uh, about there's over 17 million varieties or color combinations you can make our logo in with the amount of pieces and colors we have. So Dan's gonna James be- is just like cleaning up at the end of the night, barefoot and steps on him. Like his dad's like, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Good. Dan's going to invest in a, uh, an easy pass after this episode's over. <laughs> Um, and you can you can always go sleep in the transit out front. You know you're good. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a big transit, not like uh, the transit that I have, Dan. The mini transit. <laughs> I know his has a overhang and LEDs. I'm gonna have a party out yeah. there. I'm gonna host a rave with those lights. Yeah, mine has shelves and diesel soot, so don't don't <laughs> sleep in mine. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I guess you guys got to see like Tom come into the brewery dressed like his, Le- uh, Leah his, did. in his uniform and everything. Yeah, Leah did. James James was was not there when I got there. The classic, yeah. the classic like Tom picking up beer in his like little like his little work uniform is my little is work uniform. <laughs> like I'm like I'm playing like I'm playing pretend, you know. Dude, you my little work like, uniform on. It looks like you threw it on to like go out to your slow pitch softball game. <laughs> I, they, they're, they're softball shirts. That's what, I know. After yeah. you told me that, I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking every time I saw you in it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, back to the beer, it, man, this is, it's going down super easy. Um, and I, I, I kind of like that as, as a, a dark beard kind of guy. I like that roasty darker, uh, malty kind of beer. And, um, you know, this is reminiscent of the the Marzen and the the Dunkel kind of time of year when those beers were out, and it, it's just you can throw these back. It has full body, full flavor. Agreed. Um, but it's not when you down like a like you would expect from a darker beer. Um, it's along more along the lines of like the like the uh, the lager, darker lagers, um, which is it's really really enjoyable. It's unexplainable. That's what I call it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I like how the sweetness and like, like we were mentioning before, like the fruity, fruity esters kind of give way to that malt character. And like, it's just a, it's a superior finish for a Baltic Porter. In my opinion, I think it just, and at 6.6%, it's unbelievable. Like as I'm drinking this, I feel like I'm drinking something that should be a little bit higher. And I'm really surprised it's only 6.6%. Five, 5.6. Only five point six. Right? Yeah, five. I got, six. I got six point six on. Mine. Oh no, yeah, I got five point uh, six point six. <laughs> it says five point six on uh, Untapped. It's okay. Tom, Tom, Tom's been drinking cold medicine. No, it says tonight, so. it says five point nine on Untapped. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I might well, have been, guys, I, I might I mean, have been hallucinating. I don't know. 
we've we've said this so many times that we shouldn't trust untapped but if you do want to follow us on untapped and all the beers that we drink you can follow us at best best friends pod again that's best best friends p-o-d and i think i can fly yeah and james said he's a fan of the west coast so i mean yeah west coast makes the best new metal yeah, we're hoping to get we're hoping to get Sonny on the podcast someday. Someday, he said he would come on. Yeah, but he did. Th- those are all empty promises uh, so far. Um, yeah, the, this is a super enjoyable beer. Um, like you said, I mean, six point six. Uh, I mean, it's not much higher than what it says on the tap, but um, you can kick a couple of these back, and you're not going to feel awful in the morning. Um, yeah, really, really, really enjoyable. Um, James, 2021, what do you have planned for anything planned for the brewery for coming up this year? Well, um, I'm a very, uh, I really think a lot about the future and what's going on. And I think that there's going to be so much going on as soon as people are able to do it, that there's going to be a lot of picking and choosing what people are going to do. I think, uh, I know like June so far has about 8,000 different events that are starting to happen. And it's like, it's going to be a pick or choose and it's really hard to pick or choose right now. So I think our main focus is going to be really at our brewery and just getting things here set in place. And, um, you know, I know I just, tonight I just uh, ordered two new 10 barrel tanks. So they're coming in and, uh, sizing up a little bit now that we're used to the new equipment and everything and and just focusing on getting things smooth around here. And as the occupancy increases, I mean, we're going to have to be increasing what we do and how we do it and hopefully work out the kinks, but there's a lot in the place I still want to do myself and build and, and make right here. I can't just leave it be. It's, you know, I wasn't here earlier when you picked up beer because I was at my house sanding the uh, tables I'm making at my house for this place. So, you know. So the big thing is like making the tasting room a tasting room. Like, yeah, it's bringing it's back that, it, that yeah, bringing back that environment because, you know, we're looking we're looking at optimistic future that the tasting room environment is going to come back. You want to be ready for it. I mean, yeah. the 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 the. I guess what people that are, I mean, in, in charge, I guess in charge are saying is, you know, uh, optimistic around like Christmas time, we could be hanging out without masks, you know, yeah, yeah. I could be coughing in your face, Tom, with, with no yeah. repercussions. Yeah. We can, we can be doing the podcast live and I can just be sniffling in your face. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, just sad chair behind you. I just, I I just, (laughs) I just think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if breweries are, are ready for when they say, okay, you guys can all go out and like hang out like normal. I think breweries are going to get crushed. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I think the biggest thing that's really strange for, for anyone that opened during this is like, I keep reminding myself, it's like, well, servers don't normally go walk to every table and clean up and ask what they want. Normally, people just get up and order a beer and then walk back to the table. So right. uh, that that's going to be a huge change when that stuff finally does happen. You right. know, it's, you, you've 
correct there me if I'm wrong. There are not enough you, like stools at the bar for everybody that's going to come out. Yeah. No. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you've never really known a, a like a tap room crowd in your tap room. No, no, we've never had that here. So it, it's it's we've only been open during the epidemic. So yeah, like, I don't. I mean, I'm not really looking forward to it, but I am kind of looking forward to it of being like three deep at the bar like waving my empty glass like it, it to the bar to the tender like please yeah. come on i i i, I kind of had tits but not the right kind of tits but <laughs> at, 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 a, fill up my glass. at a solid five foot four inches over here i am not looking forward to being <laughs> three deep trying to wait to get a beer <laughs> Dan, i'll probably have i'll probably have something set up to where you can just <laughs> order a beer on own and like a little robot comes out and serves it to you or something. So awesome. I'm just going to use whatever stool Leah uses to check people out. I was going uh, to say you, Dan, Dan's going to have Leah on his shoulders to form one normal sized human. <laughs> it's like mass master blaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Liz, yes, we uh, did. We ever wait. Hold on. Did you wait, ever by fart accident? by accident during a lot by accident? Uh, on purpose by accident. I don't at this point in our lives, Dan, are there accidental farts? No, it's all intentional. Yeah. It's hundred percent intentional. Yeah. You gotta get it out. I mean, James, I don't know if I can speak for you, but like once you're married, it's like, whatever, you know, just just let it rip. Yeah. Just come out like a slowly deflating balloon. Like, and Liz, if you if you uh, you know join us on on normal streams, you will hear me at least at burp at least once during the you know the recording. I, I'm starting. I'm trying to get prop bets going on like <laughs> you know some sort of betting website over we o- get, over like, unders on uh, on yeah, how long over it'll unders take me. on when he's gonna like belch first into the microphone because usually he's like he's good about it, but sometimes he'll be in the middle of something and go. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. There it is. There it is. All right. Bet DSI. If you had 40, <laughs> oh, 53 minutes into no, the podcast, you got it. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. If uh, yeah, Dan, don't don't mention any by name unless they're paying us money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay us. Bet DSI. We don't do anything for free. <laughs> All right. Um, Dan, you have any more questions for for James? No, I think, uh, I think I'm good. I think, uh, I mean, it was great to get to know your brewery being from where I'm located. It's, you know, it's tough to get to know these breweries and, you know, I have to send Tom out to get the beer for me yeah, and I, beer mule <laughs> of the podcast. He's, he's the beer mule for it. So it's cool to get to know new breweries and it's awesome to see traditional styles and to be able to pull up the BJCP and actually talk about it a little bit on this podcast is refreshing you know, we don't have to work around the hazy IPA for the episode. So that's nice. And I really don't make <laughs> enough money for like when I have to keister a four pack to get it across the, uh, the Ben Franklin bridge. I know it's, it's kind of awkward when he squats on my porch and gets rid of it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that's the, that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're, we're, we got this solid ending Tom. Yeah. We got this whole new format <laughs> where we're, you know, we're, we're going shorter. Yeah. We're trying to keep the podcast short. We keep hearing that you guys don't like to hear us talk for that long. So we get it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you get. You get, you get these <laughs> shallow endings where we just these fall shallow off. endings. Yeah. 
Well, um, James, um, is there anything you want to plug for the brewery? Like anything coming up, any events? Um, I mean, events wise, we're, we're not really doing too many. We're trying to keep it light here because it's, it's just an occupancy thing. We do have outside seating and everything. So, Hey, it's, it's, we're here, we're canning. We, we are taking care of anyone the best way we can. We're right off of 295 and 70. So you haven't been out here if you want to try some new stuff and, uh, you know, visit a couple other places in the area too. It's great. You know, we're all friendly with everyone around the area. We can recommend places or, uh, you're going to find a lot of stuff here that you're not going to find at a lot of places. So it's definitely a new, new type of beer that isn't available out there too much. And, uh, definitely the flavors are there. I can, you know, as the person that's not brewing it every day, I'll say that, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. And, uh, you looking for that beer flavored beer and all the mechanical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's no matter what you're doing for the day. If you're shopping, we got this beer. If you're going to go play sports, we got this beer. If you don't like beer, we got this beer. So (laughs) we got the beer with the electrolytes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, awesome. yeah, I mean, but I, I feel like a majority of our, our podcast listeners are, are PA beer drinkers. Um, so that's primarily what we focus on, but you know, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't, you know, go over the bridge and check out some, of uh, South Jersey's finest. I mean, you have mechanical brewery, you have a ton of breweries around you. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, you go have full uh, George Washington just across the Delaware, yeah. get in a rowboat and do it, do it, do it right. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, you have a, you have flying fish right in your backyard. Um, yeah. Forgotten yeah. boardwalks across the street. Yeah. So, oh, nice. yeah. uh, Dr. Brewlittles isn't that far from you. Tonewood's yeah. not that far. I mean, double, double nickels, double right nickels. Yeah. Road, yeah. So. yeah. You, you head down one thirty, you get hit double nickel. Um, yeah. Guys give New Jersey a chance. Yeah. Just, you know, you don't have to live there. Which I, I mean, I, I, but you can, you can drink there. Yeah. You can drink there. Yeah. You know, recommend that should, against that drink, should be the new slogan there. when you were like crossing to Jersey. It's like, welcome to New Jersey. Dot, dot, dot. You can drink here. <laughs> you, you don't have to stay, but you can drink here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, James, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks um, a lot, man. Yeah. We appreciate awesome. you taking the time to, to do this. Um, yeah. Thank you guys. Check out, appreciate uh, it. Check out Mechanical Brewery at uh, on Instagram at Mechanical Brewery. That's all one thing. Uh, mechanical Brewery. That's it. It's not not hard. Just spell yeah. like and, a normal uh, person. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, check out their website. It's www.mechanicalbrewing.com. Um, you can can you order beer from the? You can order beer from the website right we don't have we, we don't have it on the website but um call us <laughs> yeah call leah <laughs> leah's personal phone number is no, yeah it's, uh, yeah I'll, i i forward the shop phone to her personal <laughs> cell phone number after we're closed so we're good <laughs> You're just a, she's just in brewing hell right now <laughs> um all right everybody how's that 10 piece going <laughs> <laughs> all right um guys just remember uh subscribe rate review we went over this at the beginning of the podcast and you're probably not listening to this now but uh you know, shoot us a review, win some beers. It's that simple. Um, and tell your friends about the podcast. Um, next week, Dan, who do we have next week? We have Brendan. 
yeah, next week we have Brendan from Stickman. So um, (laughs) we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk pizza. We're going to talk beer. So, I mean, that's a no brainer. So tune in. What's better than pizza and beer? I think this is going to be a, this is going to be a St. Patty's Day episode too. I think what's like the 15th. Uh, I believe it's on the 15th. So we're going to be probably nursing some pretty serious hangovers with that one. So let's see. I don't know. As now we're we're like 35 years old. We don't get this. And yeah, with, with children. So it's just St. Patty's Day is not the, the same as it was in yesteryear. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want at my height, I will dress up as a leprechaun <laughs> if need be. So, um, but you yeah, so to, now 15th, that you brought it up, now you have to for stream next week. You have uh, to for stream. I, I might. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so the podcast is going to be yes. on the 15th. So it's going to be Brent. Oh, there <laughs> <Yes>. we go. <laughs> on theme. I love it. He's on theme and ready. So yeah, podcast with Brandon from Stickman is going to be on uh, March 15th, guys. Tune in. It's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, we've been one. Actually, I think we've been talking about, you know, getting him on for a while. So Yo, how, really excited. Did not, not intentional. Uh, second straight Leah related brewery. <laughs> 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 oh my Leah, God. Leah is talent acquisition for our podcast. Yeah, for real. This is a, this is a, a it's <laughs> the March of Leah. Um, all right. Uh, Dan, you want to give out our, our social stuff? Yeah, of course, guys. Um, hey, if you enjoyed the podcast, follow us on all social media. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is going to be at Best Best Friends Pod. Again, guys, that's at Best Best Friends P O D. Hell yeah. Um, guys, send us an email. If you're a brewery that wants to come on, talk about your beer. Uh, if you know a brewery that wants to come on and talk about beer, send us an email. We have best, best friends pod at gmail.com. That's best, best friends, P O D. All right. Gmail.com. Yeah. And if you want to go back and see all the beers that we drank, um, where are we up over a hundred on, on tap, Dan? Oh, we're well over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. I still, I'm, I'm a little backlogged, but don't worry guys. I'll get them on there. Um, yeah. So if you want to go and see the hundred plus beers that we've drank on the podcast so far, uh, you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends, P O D. Just follow us on there. Don't rate beers. Don't, don't write reviews. Just log them. It's you're, you're all, all right, I'm, I'll leave it at that. Just don't. <laughs> do it. We, have, we have more followers on Untapped than we have on Twitch right now. So. Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> we don't we don't rate or review. Follow our lead. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, and then just uh, yeah, follow us if you want to join the live stream, which I highly recommend. Hop on live stream, uh, ask some questions in chat. If you we, if you're listening to this podcast and you made it this far, you know we'll we'll answer whatever questions you have on chat hop on if you're not following if you're not hopping on live stream you're fucking up that's all it is you're <laughs> you're you're fucking up with your life um all right uh, it's uh twitch.tv slash best best friends podcast oh yeah gotta change that yeah yeah we need to make change that all right dan you're usually right here for me to whisper to you <laughs> you're usually right there i know but now we gotta make this decision like that what do you think? Hey, hey, Tom. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, hey. What do you think? Is anyone on your front? 
I think me either, right? I mean, I, I think I might call him about making me a dining room table. I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who can do that for me. Yeah. I mean, I think he can get that done. Probably get it done pretty easily. Yeah. I feel like he's on board to get the uh, data watches back. So, but I, I feel like your I feel like your your dining room table will come with green LEDs. Oh yeah, it might be a little bit more Dominic Toretto than I want, but you know, <laughs> I think we have a new best friend. I think a new new friend new friend of the podcast. All right, James, you're a new friend of the podcast. You can expect your welcome package in seven to ten business months. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right, everybody. Um, Dan, you know how I feel about you. Make me blush. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And remember, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. I always listen to POD after every episode. After this. <laughs> how can you not? I play their discography throughout the whole episode. I know. And All I right. Listen to the essentials right after. All right, everybody. And, uh, and. Always remember, keep it in in your heart and in your minds that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That is the responsibility of the Clinton family. Yeah. All right, everybody. (laughs) Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 58. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods out there, we're in for